must be a better way. There must be a better way to describe things, to arrange words in a new way, to use words to take you to a place beyond words. There must be. You gotta explain to me why you just laughing at my intro. Because I'm hearing Daddy's voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you hear him? You hear him talking? No, In I your hear. Head. I hear him saying, "Why did you change?" <laughs> oh yeah, he did. Shout out to Dad. Dad has had a, he 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 didn't like the the new the change of the song. I think because this one make him shake his tail feather a little bit. <laughs> He like we're supposed to be getting ready for the word, man. Got me in here shaking my tail feather. <laughs> oh boy! Shout out to my dad. Love him so much. Um, real church matters. Where we talk real church matters because real, real church, church matters. Matters. I'm Forrest Hall. Real church matters. And I'm Charity Hall. She's Charity Hall. Mm-hmm. And uh, how are you, Charity? Welcome back. I'm great. I must have done something right the last time because you invited me back. Or everything went wrong and you're my <laughs> only choice. <laughs> Either way, welcome. <laughs> it's you're, I'll take it. You're all. This is like your fourth time, fifth time. It's a lot of times. When I didn't even know how many times till I was going back just looking at. Um, the episodes that people are listening to and it's one of them where it's just like you're dead to me i had to listen to it because i didn't even know what the title meant <laughs> it was like charity and me just going to town and i think i say jesus out of the dark like 50 times that must have been one of the first episodes that i was on yeah it was like a solid run back in 2018 summer 2018 you were helping me out but anyway glad to have you back on again there are specific conversations for specific people like a little uh pokemon character so charity's my uh pikachu <laughs> my resident pikachu for these type of such situations <laughs> uh realchurchmatters.com is the website share it with people i appreciate it it's always obedience over audience shout out to tennessee to ohio to washington dc they kind of put themselves back in first place shout out to maryland uh, for always just being in last place (laughs) (laughs) it'd be your own (laughs) stop it It, it'd always be your own um no i know people um it's they're slow to catch on but you know what Folks is catching on and they listening. I appreciate it. And you might say, why does it matter who's listening? Well, I would like to say that it matters to me who's listening because it's encouraging. And you need to be reminded of why you do things when you don't do it for money. See, people who do it for money, they go on and they check their bank account and it either encourages them or discourages them. People that do it to reach people should look and see if they're reaching people. And when I see the reach, especially when it gets to international waters, it's it's nothing but gratefulness. 
excitement. I don't. Amen. <laughs> I don't look at it any other way. I don't look at it like, oh, I'm in Ohio. Let's see how much money I can get from them. It's like the music is reaching people. The podcast is reaching people. And they're reaching people that I have not the ability to reach physically. And it also like um, when Paul used to connect with the other churches that were um, a distance away from him. Like imagine if he had the technology that we have. Exactly. Just the new letter. Yeah. It is the new letter. Oh, man. That might be my new slogan. <laughs> Thank you, Charity. She I'm always is, good for one bar. She's useful. It. No, you're good for a lot of them. <laughs> this is this is deeper than a bar. This is like, this is going to be my mindset going forward. Because it goes along with the whole thing. The reason I started was I was texting a sermon a day to about 65 people. Every single person. Not a group text because I didn't mm-hmm. want them to feel... Left like I was just throwing Like it wasn't personal Like it wasn't personal So I, every morning doing a three minute sermon 65 people and I'm like I need to amplify the signal And so just to note it We're literally amplifying And I'm talking to people that are beyond friends, family and church family mm-hmm. These are people I will never meet Hopefully I'll get to meet one day maybe But hopefully we're saying things that help you out The only mission for me is to allow people to experience cool conversations about God that I take for granted because I'm surrounded by people (laughs) who some of them tolerate me and let me have considerable conversations about the deep things of God. And some people enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And I I didn't realize how many people uh, are lacking that in their life. And in general, having, um, Thought-provoking conversations in general. Yeah. It's rare. It is rare. I was just having one with my niece. Shout out to Erica. Uh, uh, she will be back on here very, very soon. But just have just sitting, texting her and having deep, profound conversations mm-hmm. at her age, I wasn't having. Yeah. Like, my mother was trying to have them with me, but... Uh, <laughs> I wasn't as open and willing as Erica is. And just to see that the next generation is like engaging. She's like, I didn't reach out to her. She reached out to me. It was like, I was thinking about this and it was something that was really just had mm-hmm. made me like slim. I got, give me a moment. I just got to think yeah. on it. I got to think about it. But I think that's so awesome. That's all we doing. This is the new letter. The new letter. I do have some things coming up, guys. So I realized that I have I've always had a Patreon and I have people to give to it. And I appreciate it. I really do. But I've been slighting on the content that I give them specifically for being Patreon members. That ain't right. I know. (laughs) (laughs) So and I didn't want to put the actual podcast behind a paywall. Mm hmm. So what I decided is there are so many other things that I want to talk about, but I never want to make a commodity of the word of God. Mm-hmm. So what I'm going to do is there are a lot of people who want to know about my business. How do I go about it? How does it integrity and Christianity work mm-hmm. in that realm? Mm-hmm. A lot of people want to know about creativity and music. They want to know how I go about that. 
So a lot of behind the scenes of a lot of the other things I do, I will start to record podcasts about them. Well, also to add to that, have you thought about um, asking your Patreon people to um, submit things like topics that they or questions that they have? Yeah, most of them. It's just, well, let's just, for full disclosure, <laughs> it is five people. <laughs> hey, now, you don't have to give out an exact number. Yeah, but it's it's five committed people who support in that way. But um, maybe it would be more if there's things that I mm-hmm. give. So what they always say is keep doing what you're doing. It's, it's great. But what I want to do is just there are people who are interested and I keep having these conversations, too. I don't just have conversations about Jesus all the time, <laughs> but I also have conversations that are Jesus adjacent about the things that we do. Yeah. Creativity, music, business, everyday life, everyday life. And I think that seeps into this, but mm-hmm. the the more specific things. And I want to talk to people who are business owners. So I, uh, that's the reason I brought it up. Cause I want to have conversations with you about your business, your endeavors, things that people may suss from your journey and from mine's in that regard. But I don't want to do it in the Real Church Matters podcast, but I think that that would be a good place to yeah. do it. So I will be having people on about those things. Also, there are certain things in current events that I try to keep out of Real Church Matters. But I do want to have some of those conversations. I think those conversations are needed. And so those will be behind that paywall as well. And, you know, by having those like opening the door to those conversations, it will allow people who may have um, had thoughts incorrectly or in ignorance about things. About certain perspectives. Yes. And it gives them another way of seeing it. Right. And so there are conversations about homosexuality. There are conversations about abortion. There are conversations about these things that I want to have here. But then again, I don't want to have here. I want to keep this a, a space that is not topic or policy or legislative based mm-hmm. type of things. Even though it comes up every now and then for those loyal listeners, you can follow the breadcrumbs and see where I stand on a lot of that stuff. But I want to have more in-depth conversations about those things behind the Patreon paywall. So I think that's amazing. All I need you guys to do is literally give a dollar. <laughs> so if you give at least one dollar, you can give more. But if you give at least one dollar a month, that's twelve dollars a year. You'll be have access to all of that stuff. There, um, me and my brother Philip are working on a Easter album. It probably won't get released in Easter. Don't tell him I said that. <laughs> but we are well on our way with it, and we finished the first song, and it's pretty amazing. And uh, so, along with that, will be podcasts kind of breaking down that journey because we we've been kind of like I almost tricked them into having Bible studies. <laughs> 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 so we've been having Bible studies about it and some deep conversations about this stuff. And then those basically turned into the lyrics to the songs I wrote. So that's going to be on there too. And yeah, so that's where my head is going. I know people wait till the top of the year and try to tell you what they're going to do in the year. 
but it don't always happen like that. So, no. honestly, <laughs> mm-hmm. and you know, for people who follow me, they may know this, but I feel like the the new year for me is my birthday. <laughs> and so, with you, you know, it, it's timely. It is timely. It is timely. But it it it, it is. Yeah, I'll be forty, guys. So the big four oh, uh, one of my most loyal clients couldn't believe I would, I'm turning forty. She refused. She said, "I refuse <laughs> to think that you're turning forty. Nobody thinks I'm forty. So yeah, so she couldn't believe. And the oldest that people guess is thirty five. But you know, to God be the glory. It's the one thing, the one good thing. <laughs> That we got in our DNA <laughs> oh, it's, are it, the baby faces. The baby faces. That's it. That's all. You know, so blessing and a curse. <laughs> I think what has preserved me is spending most of my adult life still a child. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> that's not. <laughs> that's not part of this conversation. That's not part of this conversation. But uh, gr- uh, maturity is important, and uh, on the flip side of that, remaining a childlike perspective of who God is and how mm-hmm. to serve Him is important, and is the key to long life. It is, but viable. What I um wanted to talk to Charity about is because it's my birthday, and I've just been reflecting. And I kind of separate and compartmentalize my life into different phases. Mm-hmm. But through it all, and I, I literally, will, we will be calling this podcast, How Did I Get Here? Ooh. And I literally, I don't know how I got here. Me either. I don't. <laughs> like on every place. I'm not even talking about just a state of mine not I'm not just talking about a state of being I'm not just talking about my current state financially my current state economically uh uh my current state career wise I'm talking about all of it where I'm located you guys don't even have a a clue as to how I got from here to here from there mm-hmm. partly because you don't know the whole there you know <laughs> I think that's important. The start <laughs> is as important as the current destination. Absolutely. And I'm not going to use this podcast to give you the story of there because it's, <laughs> it's a lot of points. But what I do want to challenge you guys with before we get into our conversation is uh, think about five pivotal moments in your life that you can use as uh mile markers to how you got from there to here and and think about that but we won't be doing that now but think about that consider that but what I wanted to bring up to you Charity is this whole idea of people people's plans versus people's purpose and even when I'm from the, the, the school of not having a plan so when part of my there, it's really pointless to have one. <laughs> part of my my there is that I had no clue. 
I didn't mm-hmm. see myself doing a lot. I know there's people who see themselves, always seeing themselves doing certain things. Mm-hmm. I never saw myself beyond my now. I just never did. Mm-hmm. The most I saw is things through the my lens of envy. So, like, I would see certain things be like, I can't wait to get that. <laughs> but that's not really planning, you know what I mean? No, it's not. That's just, and some people think that's planning. <laughs> like, kids do. They'd be like, what do you want to be when you grow up? They just saw something cool. Do you mm. know what I'm saying? Like, they, they'll they see a, a firefighter and they like, oh, I want to be a firefighter when I grow up. Or um, my nieces is on this thing about being a model. <laughs> <laughs> And the other one is on this thing about being a, a gymnast. And it's like, okay, that's what y'all saw. But, you know what I'm saying? And I even did a podcast, Representation Matters. I think I did that one with you. And I know what we see kind of helps us along that journey. But honestly, for me, I wasn't that person. I saw a lot of people doing a lot of things, and I thought, I ain't want to do none of it. And so you, I'm, I just always have been a person. I had no plan and I kind of stumbled into purpose. Mm-hmm. And then I also stumbled into a career and my career is not my purpose. Right. I think a lot of that goes to the personality that God gave you. Um, and a lot of people think that, their personality and how they feel and their their innate nature has nothing to do with their purpose. Yeah. And I think that that's ridiculous because God crafted you in everything that comes with you. Yeah. Like your mind, everything that is you, your essence, to facilitate that purpose. You know what that's why why that's crazy? Because and we gotta unpack this. Not, we just gotta unpack it. I don't. I got time today, cause <laughs> first of all, we just get started in this eighteen minutes in. But whatever. So th- the reality is, like, we gotta unpack the whole thing about personality. Mm-hmm. I think that people don't spend enough time to know who they are personality wise. Yeah. They don't know the difference between a personality and a a mischaracterization of personality. So when a person says they cuss and they just, well, you know, that's just part of my personality. No, that's character. Yeah. And you, (laughs) (laughs) let me say this, guys, as you develop your relationship with God, certain things in your life should develop. Mm -hmm. Number one, your character should develop. A development of relationship with God should lead to character development. Yeah. It should also lead to personal development Mm -hmm. when we say personal we talk about personality Mm -hmm. the way that you view yourself Mm -hmm. the things that you like and don't like the things they don't always change when you come to god but they're refined better yet you're like gold you have to be heated up and some of the impurities and things that kind of took away from the shine of the gold, have to get pushed away. Mm -hmm. So we get to see the more refined version. It's an evolution of you and into the person that you're supposed to be. Right. Which is the purpose. Right. So, you know, 
people always tell me, oh, that's just who you are. That's your personality. Right. And I'm like, yes, my personality fits my purpose. Yeah. But your personality needs to fit your Your purpose. purpose. And here's the thing. When we say purpose, we mean in a utility form. Mm -hmm. The reason I'm separating purpose and calling, separating it for a specific reason. Our calling is is unified. It's very universal. Mm -hmm. In Matthew, he tells us, he said, guys, I'm leaving and I'm calling all of you to make disciples. Every person makes disciples. How you make them is the purpose is is the the uh is your specific calling Mm -hmm. but in the midst of all of that you still are a person Mm -hmm. a person in a world that has to have utility there too Mm -hmm. so we have a jesus who's a savior but he's also a carpenter yep one of those things was his purpose on earth Mm -hmm. the other thing was his calling in heaven but people sitting around asking God, what are they supposed to do on earth? <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Yeah. When it all, that particular thing, and this is where it's so simple that it's, it seems condescending and annoying, mm-hmm. is that that thing is already baked into you through your personality. Yep. What are you interested in? What are your proclivities? What do you what do you lean to? I see certain people struggle to do what I do because they see a function as far as money in it. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, money is definitely a, a driving force. Right. For so people. you'll see people like there's so many things that you do. Do mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? There's so many things that I do. Mm-hmm. All based and fueled on interest. Yeah. And people say, God didn't have no say in that. Well, he baked all these interests in me. Exactly. (laughs) Y'all can feign interest if you want. You can feign interest if you want. Mm -hmm. It's either in you or it's not. That's why it's called interest. Mm -hmm. It's either in you or it's not. I've seen people try to have an interest and they really are altruists. (laughs) A voyeur. (laughs) Charity. Real church matters. What about these voyeurs, though? I, because I was one. Yeah, I was one too. I was sitting outside somebody else's purpose, like, yeah, that looks, that looks nice. I would love to do that. Mm -hmm. No, that's not you. What was me? I, I I had to look back at the breadcrumbs. I literally, I walk into my eighth grade art teacher's class before homeroom start. Mm-hmm. And she's like, there's an art contest. You should enter it. I love the way you draw. She loved the way I draw more than I did. I just drew because that's all I did. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what we did. <laughs> that was my interest. Mm-hmm. And, and so I sat there and I drew it. Three months later, I win the contest. There's billboards of the picture everywhere. And and that's the, the part of I don't know how I got here. Yeah. That's important. Yes. Because it's 
just a series of events that are beyond you. Beyond me. To get you to that point. Like, what what are the odds that you would be picked out of all of these inner city kids who are talented and have the ability? Yes. More um more hours put in, more dedicated. Really wanted it. Really wanted it. Really like was sitting there like hope drew the picture and was like, I hope that I win this contest. I handed it in to my teacher and went to homeroom. I was like, whatever, Miss Siegel, you know. Whatever. I, I just I've never won anything in my life. It doesn't matter. Look back at the picture. I got the thumb on the wrong side of the hand. <laughs> But you know what was so awesome? I, they loved the slogan. I said, say no to drugs. It's as easy as a layup. <laughs> Charity. <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> do you understand? Like, I do that for a living mm-hmm. now. Yeah. I make slogans for people. I make brands for people. Mm-hmm. I make marketing uh, uh, focuses for people. And I, at eighth grade, I just was like, oh, I need something for this picture. Say no to drugs. It's as easy as a layup. I shoot, draw a picture of the guy laying it up with the wrong opposable limb on the wrong side. All of this, it's natural. Mm-hmm. So when people sit and say, I don't know what God want me to do. It's like he already laid it in you. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know your interests, it's because you haven't spent time with yourself enough to burn off all of the dross. Mm -hmm. I I already described the word. Now I'm going to use the word. That's what they call the mess. This end goal. It takes away the shine and the purity of it. It's called dross. They burn it to get rid of the dross. So you can be refined. People spend so much time. They think I'm a hater when I say y'all spend too much time in people's faces. Too much time. The more time you spend in people's faces, the less time you get to the ideas, the things that God is really trying to speak to you, through you, in you. You never get to them. They have no time for him. Because it's, it's, it's not important to them until... It's, it's time for money. Yeah. Tell us time for money. Like, uh, uh, shout out to Antoinette. She come in the room. She like, the designs that you're doing for a basic Bible study with kids that don't even want to listen to you. <laughs> and you're doing full themes. Mm-hmm. Drawing it out. So you're not just making the lesson. You're giving a brand to every single lesson. For no, it was a full experience. A full experience every <laughs> single week. Every week. Even if you had a job, you wouldn't have had time. I think you started out the whole series thing. Honest? And then pastors caught on to it like, oh, we're going to start doing series now. I would take that credit if they didn't take it and start sitting in kiddie pools. So I don't know what to do with that. And I don't, Charity, I don't know if that's for me. I don't know if I did that. I can't, I can't take credit for that. <laughs> But shout out to the, the kiddie pool, you know, guy and everything. But the reality is, it's like even with Philip, I'm sitting with Philip and we literally was trying to like get to the bottom of it, like on some X-Files stuff. How him at 13 just all of a sudden decided I'd rather sit and tinkle with a keyboard more than play video games. Mm-hmm. 
I, we don't know how. How that happened? No. We don't know how it happened. He was like, I don't know. I just, I wasn't the type of kid. Like, no, at one point we you was were. up all <laughs> night. There was one time we, we literally bought a video game. We set up, shout out to our friends, Stuart Spencer and our cousin Frederick. And we just sat in the basement. Now this ba- we kept the lights out in there. We in this dark, dank dungeon, no light coming in. We sat there in there for probably like a good 18 hours. When I came up, my eyes hurt from seeing light. That's how hard we went with video games. And then all of a sudden, I remember because I was 19. So it was my first. I was in full depressed mode. Just got out of high school. I'm working night shift. My brother is homeschool. And I'm noticing he's not playing video games no more. He's sitting at this keyboard with CC playing on the loop. And you just hear the tape stop. Him rewind it. I surrender all again. And I, I was, I just was, I ain't think nothing of it. We don't know the future. Mm-hmm. So I'm annoyed. I'm like, bro, you can't listen to something else. <laughs> Get, like for That's me. That's popping this virtue. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Shout out to virtue. For me, like Cece was just so sleepy, especially after she teased us with Everlasting Love. So mm-hmm. like that album was like crazy. It's a seminal album. I would sit on the school bus and CC's tape was in there and chaos all around me. <laughs> and I'm just listening to CC. Shout out to CC for that album. But the other stuff, I'm like, she's too sleepy, man. Like, can we play something else? And he's like, no, no, I like this. And he's learning. Mm-hmm. That is driven by interest. People don't understand. Like, you, people look at kids and be like, my child is not self motivated. You got to find out what interests them. Well, it comes from them not not being forced to engage with that part. Yeah. If no one has these conversations with you like, hey, what do you like? What do you like to do? Yeah. Like most adults don't even ask themselves, their friends, let alone their kids. Yeah. So those conversations aren't happening. You, you want to get somebody to look like cross-eyed at you? Ask them what they like instead of what they hate. Really? Like, it, it was hilarious. There's some artist, and she put on social media, like, said her therapist told her to stop. She hates so much. Won't she make a list of things she like? Mm-hmm. So she made a list of things she like, and then people was upset because their name wasn't on the list and stuff like that. But it's like, we are struggling to know what we are. Mm-hmm. And we think we can figure this out by playing Guess Who? Do you got a mustache? No. Do do you like Jim? No. <laughs> what do you like music? No, I hate music. I literally, I was trying to help a young lady, and I told her, she said she wanted to get into yoga. And I'm like, great. Well, I know a, one of my clients is a yoga instructor. You can go and do work study with her. Great. All right, where's she at? Spikram yoga. Wait a minute. That's the hot yoga. I don't want to do that. So mm-hmm. you really going to be this specific with what you want to do that you don't have no giveaway, no room because that's not the way interests work. Right. See, when plan come before purpose, it stinks. 
because really what people are planning is to get money. And it's more what I've noticed with people that I talk to and I ask these questions to. Yeah. It's more like what are they willing to tolerate, not what they like. Talk about it. There, it's what am I okay with yeah. foregoing? Yeah. And not having. And we 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 were pushed this narrative. Mm-hmm. This was early on in the two thousands where people was like, "You got to love what you do, <laughs> and when you do, you will never work a day in your life because you love doing it." Mm-hmm. And oh my goodness, to do what I love. It's so awesome. Now that has transitioned to y'all don't need to work for nobody. That's the new one. Yes, it is. CEO, LLC, Twitter, and all of this stuff. The reality is like we have got all this mess going on. Let's push that off the table and get back to what are you interested in? Mm-hmm. And your interests will drive you to do things for free mm-hmm. for hours on end with no financial gain. I've done things for no financial gain, just out of the pure nature of it. I laugh when I try to have conversations with people. They're interested in why I'm doing music. <laughs> like, okay, you know, I get what you're doing, but what is it for? Like, you, are you this is what you want to do for a living? No, this is what I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. That's all I need is that I didn't choose music. It chose me. It chose me. Yep. You get a song in your heart. You write it down. My brother was just playing. He's 13 years old. He's just playing some stuff. He was like, I made this. He was making it and I heard words. And it doesn't have to be just one thing. That's the other thing. A lot of people like to box it in and say, oh, you're really good at this. You like doing this. So this is your purpose. And we got to stop. Also, I, I know I'm about to get on a tangent. Don't we go. We have to stop telling people what their purpose is. Stop. Stop. Like, that's not okay. Stop I doing it on a cat. Help me. I know you may love me. I know you may be related to me. You may have watched the process and the evolution of me, and you think you know what the ending is going to be, but you're going to have to stop. You got to stop. Don't do it on a, a friendship level. Don't do it on a familial level. Don't do it on a spiritual level. Don't prophesy mm-hmm. my purpose to me. My purpose don't need to be prophesied. It has been written on the tablet of my heart. You cannot prophesy, foretell what has already been told. And I think that's what the Bible meant when it says that he knew you before you were even in your mother's Formed womb. Formed in your mother's womb. He he put everything that pertains to life and godliness in you. It, the interests were there. I'm not just interested in music. I'm interested in art. I'm interested in creating. I'm interested mm-hmm. in teaching. Mm-hmm. I'm interested in helping. And all of that, all of those purposes that are in me are utilized by my calling. Oh, my goodness. The the utility of purpose is that it can be utilized in many ways, including your calling. calling. My purpose is utilized in the means of getting me money. Mm -hmm. Yes. And also the ability to meet a vast amount of people that you typically would not have been able to meet. 
brings me into spaces, places and faces that I probably would never get to. And now I can not only actualize my purpose, Mm -hmm. but fulfill my calling. Calling is fulfilled. Purpose is actualized. Mm -hmm. Get the difference, folks. We are talking about what can break people out of a rut right now. Mm -hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? Like. All that quarter life crisis stuff. This is good. All that 30 year, 35 year, 40 year mm-hmm. foolishness. It's, it dies when you realize you need to spend time with you. Yep. Like real me time. I'm tired of y'all talking about me time. And then y'all just go to Cabo. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? Or, or, or witness protection. Or, or witness protection. <laughs> or, or, or what's the one that everybody go to now? Tulum. Tulum. I I just found out how to pronounce it properly. Yeah, they don't know either. They be like, they call Frontier Airlines like, one ticket to Tulum. (laughs) (laughs) So the reality is, is that you are misallocating your me time when you are not looking inward. Mm -hmm. But you're looking forward. That's important. We got to break that. This this is going to be in a book. It's going to be in a book. And in that book, it's not the book I'm working on now, but in that book is just going to be me documenting my journey and also talking to people like Charity and like Antoinette, people who I've watched have the courage. And I had all the plans in the world. I was a planner. Yeah. That's why I said it was cool to have you on because you're the opposite of me. Mm-hmm. You had all the plans. I had none of the plans. Mm-hmm. I was depressed because I had no plans. And I met so many people who were depressed because they watched their plans <laughs> dissolve. So it's like both of us end up in the same. In the same place. One person with broken plans. The other person like, oh, man, I wish I had plans. And you'd be like, so you they can fail on you? <laughs> Do you yeah. get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And both of these people didn't need a plan. They no. needed to see their purpose. Mm-hmm. But we so taught to look outward and mm-hmm. forward. I got a niece right now. Shout out to Leah. She keep putting more things on a birthday list. It's like, baby, your birthday just passed. Just passed. We ain't, you can't live in December 30th every day of your life. You got to live in March 2nd. In March 2nd, you need to do this multiplication. (laughs) If I do it, can I get a scooter for my birthday? What you do right now is for December 30th's. 10 years from now. It's not for December 30th, a few months from now. And when you think about time, (laughs) that's a whole nother thing. Yeah. Like time is, it, it needs to be put in its appropriate place. Yeah. And a lot of people, they, they really damage their ability to, trust God and have faith because of time. Yeah. Instead of putting everything in its proper place. I think it's important to understand time and to place value in time. Yeah. And to honor that. But 
that is not what dictates everything else. You want to know what I look at time as? I look at time as that tiger and us as Siegfried and Roy. <laughs> you constantly. <laughs> Goodbye. No. We are constantly trying to tame something mm-hmm. that at any point is going to show us who's boss. Mm-hmm. And that brother sitting there bleeding out his neck because the tiger that he thought he had control over and can leverage mm-hmm. however he wanted to for fame, for money, flipped and bit him in the neck and showed him who's boss. Mm-hmm. And that's what time do to us. People think they got time to do whatever. No, you don't got time to do whatever. Mm-hmm. You got time to to do something with time in a respectful, honorable way. Mm-hmm. Don't rape time. No. Take time. You can't you can't do this wrong. You you gotta handle time with care. It deserves honor and respect. It is literally the blessing you've been given. Mm-hmm. While you sit and wasting your time <laughs> asking God for things, He gave you literally the key to everything. Yeah. I was sitting. Because I'm not saying this stuff out of judgment in one way. I'm saying it out of judgment in another way. I was that person. Mm-hmm. I was six years of no work, barely left the house, didn't even have a cell phone. Didn't have a cell phone, mm-hmm. Charity. I, I remember. Had a car and never used it so much that my brother was like, let me get them keys off of you. I, I know what to do with this thing. Because I didn't know how to engage with life. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting there and I'm praying every day. I'm being a good boy, Lord. The least you can do is make something pop off for me. How can anything happen when I'm not happening? Yeah, I literally shut myself down. The church was my last bastion. Thank God for the church. I'll always be appreciative to my church for that reason. It resuscitated. It stirred up the gifts. Mm-hmm. They begin to come alive. It's like you are. You have Forrest had already determined in his heart that he was a lost cause. All of a sudden, he just was like, ho hum, ho hum. Uh, Forrest, can you teach vacation Bible school? Sure. Okay, I'll teach it. Get down there with the kids. These kids ain't going to listen to me. Uh, Y'all want to do a song? Okay, I guess we'll work on a song. I'll do that. Do the song. It gets huge reception. The kids like, we got to continue this going. Next thing you know, I'm youth minister. And that's exactly how it happened. These are literally things. It was was literally five days. It was a five day. People don't remember it like that. Summer. I know, right? (laughs) Literally, I went from being just just the audio person to being this person like, hey, these kids are receiving what he's saying. They're receptive. He's gifted. He's talented. Pushing me into places I didn't want to be. Next Mm -hmm. thing you know, we at other churches rapping. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Next thing you know, I'm at other churches preaching. The gift is making room for a person who just wants to stay in his room. Those series of events. Just the second time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The writing is on a wall. Every time I touch something. Oh, not something, really the second time. <laughs> like the billionth time that you touch something, it flourishes. And mm-hmm. because you don't understand the power, you get scared. Mm-hmm. Because it's not what you want. That's a big thing. 
when it doesn't look like what you want. Doesn't look like what I want. What I it doesn't look like what I prayed for. So this is not for me because we never are looking for. I never wanted something to become. I wanted something to have. Mm-hmm. So when all you doing is thinking about what you can get, all I want was money. Mm-hmm. I wanted a house. I wanted a car. I wanted my own things. I didn't want to be my own person. I just wanted my own things. Yeah, because that requires work. <laughs> that re- that requires more work than working to earn money. So literally, you got people just sitting around. Shout out to uh, to Marcellus because he put up a post and he could he never said this. We never even had these discussions, <laughs> and he said, "My mentor." And then I look at another post and he he said, my mentor said, and he's quoting me. <laughs> People quote you often, okay? I understand that, but, it, and I just joke with him earlier and I'm like, bro, you didn't tell me <laughs> I was your mentor. You know what I'm saying? I almost felt like a girl did. Eric, the guy's going around saying we dating and just like, oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but. I, 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 he just laughed, but I, for me, I was like, I, that's what's up. I respect that. I respect that he can see that, but it always reminds me of how people could always see what I refused to because mm-hmm. all I wanted was things. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be a person that had those responsibilities. You know, I say it often. <laughs> I know, but it's already laid out for us. Mm-hmm. That's why I never respected people that prophesy. Because a blind man could see. Let's get it. Let's get to it. Let's, <sighs> let's get let's get to it. Come on. A blind man could see what God is doing in people. Mm-hmm. A blind man could see what God has done. Mm-hmm. These people Now look- there are people along the way that will come and encourage you, but that's not prophesying. That's not prophesying. <laughs> That's not prophesying. When my mother said, Forrest, God told me you're going to preach. That's prophesying. Mm-hmm. Why? Because nothing about me looked like that at the time. Mm-hmm. But when you come to a grown man and you tell him, I can see you doing this, that, and the other. Sis, I can see it too. I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it. I'm, I'm hope that we're we're encouraging you guys <laughs> to a reality. Some of the hardest things that you're going to have to contend with is the fact that what you find in you are, is not what you wanted in you. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to embrace you. And I think that's the part about um, faith in this Christian walk that people grapple with. Yeah. They don't like the fact that it's beyond them, but yet you you have a sense of commitment to it. Connected to it. Yeah. yeah. Like it's it I can't avoid it. I, I can't. can't. You know why? That's why I love um I would not want to be in a monarchy, but I love reading about them. <laughs> I love even reading about Prince Harry and his wife now, like separating themselves from the royal family. I love all Mm -hmm. of that. I love the idea of a monarchy because it's the closest thing to the kingdom of God. It is. 
And so one of the things that we is lost on people is that Aladdin wouldn't have went how it went. No. Because that young lady would not have had the choice to choose a street rat. Mm-mm. Her father would have much well killed her than allowed her to be with the street rat. Mm-hmm. Not because he is intolerant of street rats, but his job as part of a legacy is to protect the legacy. The legacy. Mm-hmm. His job is to protect the kingdom the and the bloodline line of the kingdom. <laughs> so the reality is, is this young lady wants to make a choice in something that is bigger than her. Mm-hmm. And you don't get to. I don't care how charming he is. I don't care how cute he is. I don't care what you see in him or beyond him. The reality is you need to see beyond yourself. And most people spend most of their life in a state of resentment. Because of this, because, because of this. they know that they're tied to this bloodline that is already wrote out their whole life. Mm-hmm. We were a part of a bloodline. It was already written out. Mm-hmm. I wrote on a post today, 11 years ago. I said the first songs I remember are my mother's. Mm-hmm. Now, the only songs I listen to are mine's. <laughs> he ain't lying. Do you, you get the reality of it, though, Charity? Yes. Like, she gave us this. She didn't give it to us just in nurture. She gave it to us in nature. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Do you, you, like, her interests are infused all in my blood. Mm-hmm. By her speaking it out, it only awakens what is already bordered, shuttered up in me. Mm-hmm. All of us. We have all of these things. When I look at Philip go from p- playing the piano and then just out the blue, he learned to play piano out the blue. He's building houses. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I look at that, I just see my dad. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I see our parents all in us. The DNA is there. Absolutely. We have to protect the bloodline. Mm-hmm. I cannot choose beyond what I have been chosen for. That's a bar. Real church matters. (laughs) I cannot choose beyond what I was chosen for. And somebody listening right now, you're rebellious and you're going to say, no, I can choose whatever I want to be. I can do all things through Christ. You say the very thing that contradicts literally what you are saying. Mm -hmm. You can only do through. That means by in accordance to know the word of God, but you also need to learn the word of English. Through means accordance to or by. That means Uh the only way you can do it is with this. And that means I can only do this through him. He is the gate. And if he ain't say it's good, it's I, I, I can't do it. And how do I know what God says? People sitting around waiting for a voice charity. And he, (laughs) it says that the blood cried out to Cain. Hmm. Your blood is crying out what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. What charity supposed to do? I Listen, there's other people who may totally be concerned because they was concerned with me. <laughs> when you take the leap and you make life decisions, mm-hmm. but they don't understand what we are listening to. I'm not listening to y'all. I'm listening to my blood. Amen. Huh. Charity. This is good. 
I'm listening to my blood. I'm listening to what is in me. It's resounding. It's loud. It's echoing. I hear it louder than anybody's naysaying. Mm -hmm. I hear it louder than anybody's contradictions or criticisms. I've heard it all my life. It started to be louder than the, you can't let it get louder. That's what purpose is. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to stir up my nephew's gift. I don't want my, my nieces and nephews. I was about to say my children because they are my children. I don't want them to be consumers when they were here. You're put here to be a utility, Mm. a utensil. That's a whole nother thing. (laughs) I don't want to be the what's on the plate. I want to be the fork. Yeah. They sitting there watching other people do. Uh, no, I don't want you to watch people. I want you to do. Mm-hmm. So God can use you. It's everybody that's sitting in the audience at these churches. These churches are created for consumption. Mm. We supposed to be making ministers, people who can go and do. And we literally just make people who, who just eat, eat word. They just eat words. They just consume it. Tell them to say anything. Well, you know, God hasn't anointed me for that. <laughs> he hasn't uh, aligned my stars in that way. You know, all of a sudden now you all of a sudden you're a Bible scholar when it comes to what not to do. Yeah. People put too much emphasis on titles, names, descriptions. All of those things are divisive. They are. And they're funky in the sense that I realize that I love everything about my calling. But I don't like being called. By my calling. By my calling. Because mm-hmm. my name is Force. <laughs> my name is Force. When you say Minister Force, it gives me a little bit of a, a cringe, a little chill. It does. I don't know why. Sometimes my my family do it. They're like, okay, minister. And I'm like, <laughs> it's like, it's, it's literally annoying. But I realize why it is. Mm-hmm. It's that little frosted side of me. That always wants to remind myself that I got a choice and I don't. It's a calling. It comes with being called. <laughs> it comes with people. Something I share with Philip as we about to wind it down is they didn't call him Jesus, the Son of God. No, they called him Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. They called him his purpose. Mm-hmm. He always referred to himself as the Son. That's not his purpose. That's who he is. Mm-hmm. We, we are constantly going to be called our utility by people. Mm-hmm. We can't get annoyed by it. We can't. <laughs> they even mocked him with it. They said, okay, son of God, save yourself. <laughs> You're a savior, right? Save yourself. Well, that's the thing. A fork can't eat itself. My utility is for you. Like, I'm literally here for you. I'm not here for me. If I save myself, then I'm being selfish and not following the calling. Mm-hmm. You can't, mm. It doesn't work like that. Mm. What I'm called to do is make disciples. Everybody in here, this is in earshot, 
you should be making disciples, not disciples of you. Yes, it's cool to have a men- somebody to mentor. But if I'm not helping Marcellus learn who God is and obey God's word, then I have a utility in his life, but I'm not actualizing my calling. Mm. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. That's good. But it's so it's one of those things where I like I even said it in this in the Instagram post, guys. There are many people who have made a career out of their calling. This is true. But guess what? <laughs> More power to them. If you can make money making disciples, God really love you. That's a blessing. But here's the thing. That's a conversation for another. It's a tricky place. It is very tricky. It's a tricky place because there are a lot of people who say that they're getting paid to make disciples. But if they really had a company that was sent to oversight, the amount of disciples they had and not the amount of church members they have, it would be insufficient Mm -hmm. because there isn't an amount of money that can honor the amount of time it takes to disciple someone. Mm -hmm. If you pay my mother hourly for the hour she put into discipling me, she would be a billionaire. It's literally priceless. Lovely conversation with uh, Erica. And in the conversation, she said, I was thinking about it. And this is this is like some weed smoking stuff. So if if you do smoke, you go ahead and you might want to just try. <laughs> but she says. I was thinking, what if Abel saw King angry and Hugged him and encouraged him. He might not have killed him. And so we was talking about this because it's it's a good thing to consider because mm-hmm. it brings us to a understanding of literally what was wrong with Cain mm-hmm. was the fact that even though his brother ain't encouraged him, his God did. Yeah, it. And it is one of the things that I struggled with. Yeah, especially with the um, the Bible. And knowing that some people, regardless of their their place and, and how they played a part in it, it was beyond them. And, and what was going to happen was going to happen regardless because it had everything to do with Cain. With Cain. And it, sometimes we got to be careful because we can start to say that we failed somebody when they failed themselves. Mm-hmm. And Cain got something better than Abel's hug and encouragement. He got a warning from his father. Mm -hmm. God said, sin is crouching at your door. I'm the person that can judge you. But instead of judging you right now, I'm advocating for you. And Cain went into (laughs) it knowing. Knowing. He knew what was going to happen. Because somebody warned him. And he still made the decision. A hard heart pays a hard price. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, and I I just it was a cool thing to talk about because we get to talk about the savior complex that people have when it comes Same to. Same thing with Judas. Exactly. Exactly. He we got to understand when God uses someone, he's using them in the state they are. Mm-hmm. And somebody could say, well, why didn't he heal his hard heart? Because a hard heart is only healed when a hard heart is yielded. Mm hmm. See, I sometimes I think that people never had a hard heart before. But see, for me, in the time I spend considering my life, 
I know I wanted nothing to do with God. And the only way that changed is when I finally reached a breaking point and said, God, here it is. Now, this is what I said to Erica. Here's the kicker. What if I didn't have all the time that I had? Because it took me to 19. Mm-hmm. What if I made a decision that irrevocably changed my life before then? It could have happened. Could have happened. It has happened for people. Has happened for people. But grace and mercy was on my side that I was able to see redemption before I saw the repercussions Mm -hmm. of my actions. That's the way the cookie crumbles. Thank you, God. mm -hmm. But guess who got up out of here before they could understand what redemption is? King. (laughs) And so many people like him. Yeah. That even makes me more grateful. More grateful that my mother's words didn't end up on deaf ears and a hard heart. Mm-hmm. That's the beauty of this. Because you you saw the opposite of it every day. Every day. Every day, somebody doing exactly what God did to Cain once. Somebody's doing that to me every single day. Mm-hmm. I see what you're doing, brother. It's crouching at your door. Be careful. Mm-hmm. And that's the reality of it. That's the reality of it. I hope we shared something that was helpful to you guys. This was a good conversation. It is the beginning of the conversation. We can talk about purpose and calling. This was almost like just a one-on-one. This is just an introductory course. But I feel like it's enough for you guys to start evaluating your life and saying, if I feel like this joint ain't going nowhere, then it's because I'm looking forward instead of inward. Just take and sometimes you got to hop out to, to get that better perspective, that better view. You better say it. You got to hop out so you can hop in. Yep. Get out people's faces. Get in your face. Mm-hmm. Set up one of them doggone Peloton mirrors or something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what has helped me? You, some of you guys, y'all should really look into that Facebook memory stuff. Because it allows you to look back at yourself. Even on a 10-year clip, we're going on to 12 years of fate, me being on Facebook. So it's like so much stuff. It's the stuff that everybody can and see. you used to be really active. Very active. Every single day. It's like thought number 27. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Negro philosophy, 2017. It's, it's so much stuff that I was saying. Some of it is good. Some of it I see is the, was the embryos to a lot of the full grown babies I got running around here. Mm-hmm. Some of it is stuff that I'm glad I'd abo- I aborted. Mm, better say that. But it all reminds me of how I got from there to, to here. Amen. We got to keep on the road. Hey, there's a, a movie that inspired this conversation along with my birthday, but it's called Nomad Land. And in there, there's a, a lady who lost her husband and decides she's just going to travel the country. It was very hard to do when you pack up everything you have and put it in a car and just live from place to place. But she was running from something she couldn't run from. And she met a guy who told her he never says that people are gone. He just says he'll see them down the road. And we got to remember, we just passing through. This is the road. This is not. This is the road. Mm-hmm. 
And y'all need to travel safer Some of y'all driving a little wild on this road You need to buckle your seatbelt up Look both ways Keep your eyes on the road And understand there's some precious cargo in that car And it's you I'm not going to say your favorite thing that you used to say But get that GPS Get that GPS man Real Church Matters How did I get here? Happy birthday to me Big 4-0 40-year-old virgin Black version (laughs) Shout out to me God bless